you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Bidiki ako se napravi greška, tak je bide kobna. Nema vrakinja nazad. So, Europe need to, to remain more sexypil lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izinite gregi. It is December 24, Christmas Eve for many Christians around the world, including Protestants, as we record this last day of 2023 podcast. We'll highlight a few recent news items from Macedonia, including new U.S. Treasury, quote, blacklist, unquote, members, new poll numbers for the upcoming elections in Macedonia, and the fallout from a tra tragic event that shook Macedonia and Macedonians to their core. We'll discuss all this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Tvitin Chilimanov in Skopje, Macedonia. And as I mentioned, it is uh, December 24. It is probably the, yeah, the last time we'll do a podcast for this calendar year. Mm -hmm. um, we'll look at, uh, look at the new year. I don't know if we'll get one in before Macedonian Christmas or not. We'll, we'll see. It depends. Well, it depends on events. On events, yes. Yeah, uh, what was the famous British yeah. Prime Minister? What, what do you fear? No, he said, <laughs> I think, uh, what, we, what we were administration be focused on ah, or yeah. guided by? <laughs> Events, yeah. dear boy, events. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I got. I, I, that's one of those one of those things. Little factoids. I've got to remember the name and the context so I can yeah, use yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's, uh, yeah. Events, dear boy, events. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, let's tell you what. Let's start. I, I on the monologue. Brief, brief monologue. There, I, I mentioned the tragic event. Let's let's start with that and get that out of the way so that we can move on through these things and, and end maybe with a preview of 2024, which will also be tragic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not, we have no shortage of events, but uh, of ugly events, but even for, you know, for 2020 or for this century standards, this was really <laughs> ugly what happened. Yes. We, have, uh, we had one thing going here in this country, like it's definitely not the economy or the environment or infrastructure. We had safety, you know, you could count on allowing your kid walk down mm. the street, going to school, get, going out at night safely, and even that now. Out the window, we had a um, crazy case of um, kidnapping of a 14-year-old girl as she was going to school. Um, what was it, on uh, 28th, I think? It, it was on the day when the, this big OSC conference was about to start in Skopje. Right, yeah. This week, practically, it was that week. Practically, we had the entire police mobilized, streets closed, everything was under surveillance. And then there are reports that a girl went missing going to school. Uh, her name is Vanya Djurčevska. She lives in downtown Skopje, in obviously a safe area. School is nearby, usually goes to school with her sister, but this day she does not go. Um, she goes alone, and because her sister is sickly. And... Uh, goes missing for four or five days during this conference. And people are speculating, I don't know, ran off with a boyfriend. Uh, then we realized that the parents are estranged. So then we think, okay, maybe she went with her father. Um, and then uh, I think it was on the Friday or Saturday, the news breaks that she was found murdered mm. near Skopje. 
and then by the evening, uh, and then the perpetrators were arrested uh, to avoid inter-ethnic tensions. The police made sure to note that it's from the same ethnic groups so of basically Macedonians, that it's not an inter-ethnic thing. Uh, and then by the evening, it was revealed that the, the organizer of the kidnapping and apparently the person who carried out this killing is Ljubčo Palevski Palča, well-known politician here, and that uh, he runs like a fringe nationalist party, uh, and uh, that people from his political background, his retinue, uh, one like uh, older guy, one like uh, karate teacher, so practically the muscle in this, if you even needed muscle in this operation, that I think three people in total were help, helping him out. That they, uh, and then we get, I mean, obviously there are a lot of speculation, but we get speculation that also the estranged father was involved in this, uh, that he practically tipped off, that he was friends with Palevsky, that he wanted to take some money from the mother, which he recently inherited or sold an apartment, that she had rich parents, uh, etc. And that he helped the group uh, follow the girl, grab her, or maybe even invited her in the car. And then somehow the whole thing went bad. And uh, Palevsky allegedly himself killed the girl with mm -hmm. a pistol. And then they buried her uh, in a village outside of Skopje. And then the group were, were arrested. The father was arrested. He was weirdly like smiling, giving like uh, the V sign or something to the press while being carried to the courthouse. So, you know, you can imagine I didn't even want to follow the details too closely. Yeah. Palevsky fled the country, was arrested, uh, fled to Serbia and then uh, to Turkey, through Bulgaria apparently, and was arrested uh, near Istanbul allegedly walking down the highway uh, by himself in winter. <clears throat> and he's now in extradition arrest. So uh, other than the family drama and the financial, I don't know if it was a financial thing, uh, there is a lot of political, obviously, political ramifications. Oh, the group also killed an older person from Vilas before and used his car to kidnap the girl. Apparently, this person was also knew them, or uh, God knows how he was involved. Uh, but there is a lot of political drama over the whole thing. So Palevsky is a former high-level SDSM party official. He was, the, but this is back in the nineties. He was head of their Skopje chapter. He used this to build several apartment buildings in the city, one of in which the family apparently lived in. Uh, so. You know, there are also speculations. This is how he knew at least the father. Um, so he made a lot of money with this. Um, he had uh, reported extensive poli police ties with the SDSM police people, such as uh, uh, Zoran Verushevsky. He started one of the first political magazines in the country meant to attack Vemura, meant to attack the right. As, the, as Vemura had Focus, which was the original uh, famous uh, political magazine which um, favored independence, free markets and reforms in the country and a proper Macedonian national identity. 
Palevsky had start. He had people like Mirka Velinovska, Vasko Eftov write for him, like the best SDSM journalist attacking Vamara. Then um, SDSM adopted the policy of we have to make concessions to everybody around us. Uh, Palevsky, he began like a fringe nationalist movement. He would adopt like this kind of Nazi, runic symbols, like the black mm. sun, which, which is used in Ukraine now. He would make them out to be like the old Slavic symbols. Like He would adopt the story of Russian uh, patronage over Macedonia, Slavic unity brotherhood, and uh, um, you know, having the, help, having the Russians help us uh, defeat, uh, I don't know, uh, the Albanians. I met him only once in my life, and it was when a foreign journalist came here looking for pro-Russian people to talk to. And I said, okay, I'll hook you up with this guy. He had some even worse suggestions, this foreign guy. So I said, okay, maybe Palevsky would be at least English-speaking. And, uh, you know, he would go at length about Kissinger and Brzezinski uh, starting the war in Afghanistan to you know, sap Russia, etc. Um, he would have like, um, not the Jewish angle, he would he would have, I think, the Vlach, the Vlach angle. We have, uh, just like there, there are conspiracy theories about the Jews across the world, um, in the Western world, and in Russia, of course. We, we would have much lesser, but still si- some similarities in the Vlach uh, community here, like, uh, you don't know who they are, they speak a strange language, they are interlinked, they have businesses, etc. So he, I think he would espouse, I haven't listened to him in a long time, but I remember he would espouse this this theory as well. And so now, once this happened, the political angle, which we discussed before uh, we started recording, on the left, obviously, is that, uh, well, look at these people, they're waving the uh, Macedonian national symbols, like the, the flag of Kutlesh, he would mm-hmm. use it as well in his party. The party is called the right, like mm-hmm. Levitsa is called the left, so his party is called the right, Desna. Um, look at their faces, they're all like Vimera types, uh, this is what happens with them, we, ta- we keep telling you they're all crazy, etc. And then on Vimera's side, Vimera reacted very angrily to this, they said, listen, you're uh, he's going on TV shows like Infomax, which was pro-Vemera, but now is with the government. Uh, he, he's not being... These are outlets clearly funded by the government, by businessmen close to the government, to weaken us. They are taking on a role of being more nationalist, more patriotic, more Vemera than we are, promising, like Levitsa does as well, promising we'll arrest everybody on the left, we'll restore the name immediately, will, you know, have a government without any Albanians in it, etc., to make us look weak and not Macedonian mm. enough. And the end game is, and they're funded by the left, they're funded by the Albanians. In the end, the end game is that they take votes from us and uh, SDSM beat us to a draw, hopefully, with the help of the Albanian votes. Palevsky had some minor arrest. I mean, it's actually a serious crime here. He was caught allegedly digging for hidden gold. It's one of the things he would also be doing. Uh, 
they would buy a map, they would tell them, listen, this was a rich Turkish family, they have the gold hidden, buried there, and they would go with metal detectors and stuff. And he was caught while doing this with a handgun, with a pistol, mm. which is a pretty serious crime after the war of 2001. Mm -hmm. And he was not charged, he was not prosecuted over this. So Vermeer would say, listen, not only is the SM funds him to pretend that he's uh, a Macedonian patriot, well, we are not. They're even letting him go from actual criminal cases he does. And they didn't say this, but, you know, this is the logical end point to this, that even uh, the pro-Russian uh, groups in Macedonia, the, you know, the, it's Palevsky's group, it's uh, Rodina, Stevcha Kimovsky, the mayor of... Uh, Karpos used to do this. He's now in serious business with Dewey, with Albanian developers, but he would be like an opposition figure and a critic of Albanians and pro-Russian. So all these parties, Vemura, I mean, Vemura does not say this, but the, the logic continues that we have the government, possibly even the embassy, supporting astroturfing these types of movements to justify the fact of their involvement, uh, the continued use of money for political influence in Macedonia, that we're fighting Russian influence, but at the same time, you know, is it authentic Russian influence or is it just people gathered by the secret police here, by the SDSM-led secret police and told, okay, you're not playing the role of an anti-Albanian politician, you're playing the role of a pro-Russian politician, and will have uh, used you to weaken Vimero. And then th this girl just got caught up in all this, likely because of her father was a complete idiot. Wow. Wow. That's a, well, that's a very thorough explanation. Um, sounds like he was a useful idiot mm. to the government, to the left, to perhaps the U.S. Embassy, um, and then this crime occurred, and it sounds, is it a crime, a financial crime is what it sounds like. Um, well, I couldn't imagine anything else, honestly. Yeah, so, but it, it what, whatever that, whatever the case may be, it, it sounds like he and his party are pretty much finished for now. So. No, I mean, the, he was not a party to begin with. He was gathering yeah. some signatures uh, to influence the church as well. He had some friends in the mm. church. So there is a division between a pro-Bulgarian priest, a uh, couple of them are actually pro-Bulgarian. We restored uh, Jovan as part of the deal with the right. Serbian church after years of imprisonment and exile in Serbia. He's now again a Macedonian bishop. He's openly espousing uh, the Serbian church, also declares himself not to be a Macedonian, but a Byzantine, a Romei, <laughs> ethnically. Wow. We have... We had Exotic. in the past, I'm not sure, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, we had in the past uh, people who would espouse like uh, Uniat with Vatican mm -hmm. uh, along the lines of like Goza, what Goza Delchov apparently believed. Um, we have a couple of obviously pro-Macedonian priests. So it's, it's a huge mishmash of identity and intelligence and dark money and... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a yeah. huge mess. Mm. Once we started well, breaking up the Macedonian national identity, yeah. everything is up for grabs, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's... it's. 
I, 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 I'm not a conspiracy theorist I, I, because I believe conspiracy theories are far too simple for what is a complex and mm. often confusing world. I do believe that people can share the same worldview and then that, since they all then share the same worldview and act in unison in, in many ways, then it, sure, it seems like you know, it's a concerted effort, like they're all meeting mm. in the star chamber to direct things from, from on high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as I've mentioned many times, as we've talked about many, many times in this podcast, and as I've written about the State Department officials, Americans in the State Department, of course, all mm. largely graduate from the same schools. They have the same worldview. They have the same, they despise national identities and, yeah. and religion, mostly, Christians and Jews, they seem to be fine with Muslims for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, again, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but it, it's, it's a case of, you know, all of these, these players, you know, having the same worldview and, and using all of these, as we mentioned earlier, events, dear boy, events, yeah. uh, to, to further their own aims. Um, and in this case, it's the discrediting of... Macedonians who simply want to be known as Macedonians living in Macedonia mm. and having their own uh, history and culture and identity, etc. And yeah. ultimately, I think that's what what it all points to and what it's all about. Unfortunately, um, well, let's let's pivot from this mm. tragedy. Um, you, you, I do want to bring in one thing before we jump to the next thing that we talked about before recording, which is the blacklist. And you mentioned mm -hmm. Kosovo, and I. I just noticed, I think it was yesterday, um, that Ruman Radev, the uh, president of Bulgaria, yeah. is now mm -hmm. calling for Kosovo <laughs> to include Bulgarians in yeah. their constitution before Kosovo can do anything. And apparently there's 15,000 Bulgarians in Kosovo as opposed to 3,500 Bulgarians in Macedonia. So, um, <laughs> yeah, see, see, folks, once you start this game, it doesn't end. There is no yeah. end point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he means the people of Gora, which are practically Muslim, Slavic-speaking. We would call them Gorani usually. Yeah. Uh, and we would say, okay, they're Macedonians, they're Gorani Macedonians. Uh, they live in like a very poor rural mountainous part of uh, southwest Kosovo. Some would move mm -hmm. to Skopje, like there are some prominent families here in Skopje. But uh, I think they have a census now. And Kosovo, mm -hmm. because of the Serbs, has like a constitution which allows for uh, like a lot of ethnic minorities. Like the Croats actually didn't want to have just the Serbs as a minority. So they're adding everybody, the Croats. The, I, I think they had the Macedonians actually. The Turks, several mm. versions of Roma, etc. And now, Radev says, give us uh, a Bulgarian designation as well. They're doing the same. Bulgarians are doing the same in uh, Albania. They're issuing passports to uh, Macedonians there in the east of Al Albania mm. and asking them to identify as Bulgarians, obviously. Uh, but there were some arrests now recently, allegedly, from Albania of uh, Bulgarian uh, diplomats, I guess, or, or local officials, more likely, who would uh, be helping in the issuing of these passports. But yeah, this is, it's going to be a mess, especially now with Serbia having elections, Vucic winning, winning apparently having some kind of support from this, at least from the ambassador, from Ambassador Chris Hill. So uh, there's going to be a lot of movement there, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Well, before we before we talk about elections in Macedonia, let's let's touch a little bit on the the so-called blacklist when mm-hmm. when the current U.S. ambassador Angela Akalart came to Macedonia a year year and a half ago. She said, "There's far too much corruption here. We're going to start cracking down." Yeah, she's right on the corruption. That's everybody, yeah. even even the Macedonian, all Macedonians agree that there's far too much corruption in Macedonia, uh, and has been for some time now. A lot of it generated by the embassy. <laughs> True. Uh, or encouraged, perhaps, by the embassy, a better way of putting it, yeah. So, you know, so the U.S. Treasury, it's the U.S. Uh, Department of State and the U.S. Treasury that, that created this so-called blacklist, meaning that if you're on the blacklist, you, you, uh, if you have any assets in the United States, they're frozen, you can't come to the United States, um, mm. etc. cetera. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's more of a reputational thing than, you know, yeah. anything else. I mean, m- most people put on the blacklist, so-called blacklist, don't have any assets in the states, um, or were mm. smart enough not to in the first place. Uh, and so, anyway, so the the latest addition to this. So last time we talked in our podcast, we mentioned that the, the golden boy Zoran Zayev was not on the blacklist, but he was, let's see, to use a phrase from today, he was blacklist adjacent yeah. uh, through somebody else. So, Honorable mention. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So now we have a new addition uh, at the earlier this month. Uh, I think what is this? December five on this uh, press release from the State Department. So the former uh, Deputy Prime Minister um, Angushev was designated, and significant cor- due to his involvement in significant corruption, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, while serving as Deputy Prime Minister, he abused his official position to benefit his private business interests, undermining the confidence of Macedonia's public in their government institutions and public processes. And I uh, should put a point on here that his wife and children are also uh, <laughs> on the blacklist as well. Although I assume, I assume his children are grown. They're not. Yeah, he, are they, mostly, are they... uh, he has businesses with the Serbian uh, energy trader, Hamovic, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they're usually working out of Vienna, and uh, before the, after the colored revolution, while they were negotiating the name change with Zav, he said, my, my son tells me from Vienna, Dad, if we don't change the name, if we don't join the EU, he had this pathetic comment, I'm not coming back to Macedonia, <laughs> and, <laughs> and now he, he, the poor boy can't go to, to America. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like everybody here that says, if Trump is elected, I'm moving to Canada. Well, yeah, yeah. we're still here. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, he's on, he's on the so-called blacklist. Um, it's one step, because he was a favorite of Zayev, mm-hmm. it's kind of one step closer, it seems to me, that, um, you know, the, the perhaps, you know, Zayev eventually, and, and all those around him, like, um, oh, what's his name? He's been, he, now he's being touted as a potential citizen candidate for president of Filipce. Uh, Philipsa just carried out, I mean, this is so crazy, it gets, he just, it was just in the news today, he carried out a brain surgery on a, an awake patient. What? Yeah. Wow. Everybody asked, wait, uh, Zayev or someone else? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like Hannibal Lecter when he, um, you know, he has uh, yeah, Ray Lo, the late actor, Ray Lolita, the, uh, the sitting around screen, the... The screenwriters of this season's uh, episode <laughs> are really, really pulling off stuff. Was it successful, this surgery? Uh, guess or is it so, yeah. too early <laughs> yeah, to tell? I yeah, I guess so. I hope so. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's but, bizarre. Uh, but I thought he was just, a... Yeah. I didn't know he was a brain surgeon. I thought he was a heart surgeon. Uh, crap. He's a surgeon of some kind. <laughs> He's a surgeon of all things. So I'm going to assume brain because I don't think they'll just let <laughs> you do it. Do it. 
<laughs> if you're some other kind, you have to Google well, exactly. But I can't yeah. Um, so the thing with uh, this guy is that Andushov uh, is that uh, this is not the steed the the treasury. This is the steed department list. Oh, this it's is the only banned okay. from entering yep. the U.S. Oh, okay. I don't think his businesses are affected if mm -hmm. he has any any there. Obviously, there was a lot of corruption allegations about him. He would issue as minister uh, land to his wife to build like solar or, or, or hydro plants in Macedonia. He was angling to seize the Fini, uh, the large uh, nickel smelter mm. near Kavadarci, which is largely dependent on energy prices and energy supply, which is now going defunct. Um, he would give money to his own companies from the state budget through this notorious innovation fund. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, corruption is no problem. Uh, he was accused by IRLA, which is a news outlet funded by the embassy. Uh, over, um, they had a report of him uh, uh, influencing, uh, per permitting of, uh, for import of heating oil, which he was using uh, in some of his companies, not sure which one, which is allegedly dangerous, carcinogenic or stuff. And then he sued Irola, which is run by Sashka Tsvitkovska, very, you know, the darling of the embassy, the darling of SDSM journalist, who is like a complete extortionist now. He, she writes a report about Jean Mitrev, the heart surgeon. Mm -hmm. uh, days later, prosecutors filed charges against him. Months later, he's forced to sell his hospital to Albanian businessmen. So she's like a complete now uh, pay-to-play pay journalist. And Yushev is also paid to play. He had the, the judge sentence Sashka for one dinner or 60 dinners, one euro, I'm not sure. And uh, the judge had, and, and like an apology, you, you have to print an apology, that's it. Uh, and the judge, in her explanation, she had something like, well, the, this company is registered as an NGO, so they, we can't assume they're media, so then the media application does not apply to them, blah, blah, blah. Some, she was trying to be creative with her ruling, and the embassy went ballistic, both the U.S. and the EU embassy. Hmm. They had the Irola journalists uh, invited or visited them at the office, I don't know. <laughs> uh, they had these angry comments, and like weeks later, Andrushov is on the blacklist after this happens. So uh, he really, you know, kicked the hornet's nest. But uh, it also comes at a time when there are all these reports that uh, Andrushov He's a, a professor at the, the uh, Faculty for Electronics, where Christian Mitskovsky also teaches. So Andushev is uh, now obviously close to Tsar, closer to Tsar than to Kovachevsky. So there is all these uh, reports that Mitskovsky is courting Tsar, trying to split SDSM in half, uh, trying to have him uh, influence the government, his supporters not to support, not to vote for Kovachevsky's list in the elections, split the party, and then um, in exchange for being, Zav being on the good graces of the next Vemura government, uh, which would turn all its anger, all its uh, ire against Kovachevsky's wing of the party. So um, the embassy does not like this, obviously. And this is also seen as a message both to Zav, but also to Mitskovsky. Uh, Zaev came out publicly in support of Andrushev. He issued a, 
statement on Facebook saying he's a huge businessman, he helped the country immensely, you know, all the economic successes of my term were due to him, like, that's not much, but <laughs> still. And the, the ambassador was asked about this, and she said, okay, she practically said, we take note of this. Zayev has the right to stand up for his friend, like some kind of a cold response. Mm. And uh, this coupled with the previous uh, mention of Zayev, when they were blacklisting a corrupt Montenegrin businessman, this makes it all very clear that Zayev is in for some serious trouble uh, soon. Yes, the, 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 the question is, when will the U.S. put, if it does, ultimately, when mm. will the U.S. put Zayev on that blacklist? Because we have elections coming up uh, in yeah. Macedonia. We have elections coming up here as well, which is a whole other, mm. we'll get into that in our 2024 preview. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, we, you know, does it, so the, so you, you mentioned something there, that, you know, the State Department and its involvement in Macedonian elections. Look, it's, it's no secret that the United States State Department, and I, I always try and use that phrase as opposed to just saying the Americans of the United States, because mm, it's, yeah. it's not. It's the United States State Department primarily, and the administration, in this case, the Biden administration, um, yeah. interferes in governments and elections around the world. So I just finished reading uh, Bibi's book, his autobiography, uh, okay. Bibi Netanyahu, the Prime Minister yeah. of Israel, who is the longest-serving Prime Minister of Israel in Israel's, you know, 70, what are we now, 70... Six-year history, almost, um, and it's a fascinating read. It's over six hundred pages. I'll bring you a copy. Um, you'll enjoy it. Uh, but but this is our greatest ally in the Middle East. It's the only democracy in the Middle East. Uh, it is the center of all of history, in my opinion. Uh, and Bibi writes openly about how the Obama administration openly interfered. First, of the Clinton yeah. administration, yeah. the Obama administration openly interfered in the government of Benjamin Netanyahu, and, the, and especially in the elections. And and Bill Clinton, going back to the 90s, Bill Clinton bragged about it openly to Bibi on the phone. Yeah. You know, we, we tried to keep you out of office. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of, that's, that's look, you know, you know internal politics, if, if, uh, if, Vumro is trying to split Zayev from Sidisa and do this, that, and the mm. other, or the other way around. That's politics. That's the way it works. That's also there. ugly, but, yeah, uh, but I can understand that. Yeah, that's internal. That's Macedonians you know, fighting each other. Fine. That's the way it works. That's the game. Um, yeah. But when the U.S. State Department starts getting involved, then we have Houston. We have a problem. And uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I forgot where I was going with that. You had said something in elections and... Oh, now I completely well, forgot. Sorry, <laughs> we're going to discuss the polls with the coming. Oh, the polls! Yes, well, let's, yeah, that's a good pivot to the polls. So we do have elections, and uh, looks like are they have they definitely settled on? So we got parliamentary and presidential elections in the spring in Macedonia. Yeah. Uh, do we have dates settled? Yeah, it was May something. It's uh, a Wednesday in East? early May something. Oh, so like it will that. be a Wednesday. Yeah, it's going to be on Wednesday because they figured out that something about the Constitution will not let us uh, fix the, mix the two dates if it's, uh, if it's uh, Sunday. Holiday. And uh, when the president needs to, you know, step down and then... Uh, so so uh, they decided it has to be a Wednesday eventually. Okay. Is there some climb down from their demand that uh, the presidential elections are held separately? They were hoping they will win the presidential elections with the help of the Albanian vote. And then 
demoralize Vamera before the general elections. But in the end, we'll have the first round of presidential elections and then a joint vote of the second round of presidential elections and the general elections. The first round of general elections for parliament. Because there's, always, there's a uh, second. There could be a second round. For no, 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 there is no. There, is no, there can be a revote, but no. Oh. Yeah, no, no, we only have two rounds for presidential elections and for local elections, for municipal, for the mayors. Mm -hmm. But for general elections, it's one and done. One day in the evening to right? get the yeah, result. See, I'm, I'm, yeah. way, I'm way rusty on this. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. And, I, yeah, and by the way, I, I noticed that uh, at least Republica's reporting had mentioned Stevo the other day in, in some article and said, outgoing president, Stevo Pendorovsky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's not so, much hope they will, he will be nominated. Yeah. He, he actually stepped down. He said, he was asked by journalists, do you think about second term? He said, no. And, they, and, they, and the journalists left it at that. And then, but reported, obviously, this guy is not planning on running because right. you know, it's very clear. Yeah. And then uh, when they reported it like this, then his office issued a statement. No, 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 he meant, I'm not thinking about it right now. I'm thinking about other things while we're talking now at the moment. Yeah, I'm but, thinking about the ice cream cone I'm going to have later yeah, on. So. Yeah, but still haven't decided whether to run. It's crazy. I mean, uh, Oliver Spasovsky is obviously running. He's mm. launching a campaign. He keeps po posting pictures with uh, the ambassador Aguilar. <laughs> Look at my best friend. Uh, I'm not sure if that. To... I'm not sure if with the Macedonian public that's a good idea. Yeah. So. You know. yeah. No, but it's uh, very important for him, for his, uh, for his audience, uh, who he believes will appoint him president, and for the Albanians, of course. Somebody pointed out to on on the Twitters. Sorry. Uh, X or one of the other platforms the other day that Spasovsky's hair looks very much like mm. the Albanian double-headed eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a coincidence. He's <laughs> it's him appealing to his voters. <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's talk about uh, polls and elections. Let's and uh, and we have the other issue, of course, which is the last hundred days of the government and who's going to be, you know. The, is, is an ethnic Albanian, yeah. Jaffari going to be. Let's let's set that aside for later. I don't want to talk about that mm -hmm. stuff. Let's look at the polls. The polls, latest poll has Vomero at 20, almost 27%, yeah. uh, just over 9% for Citizen M. Um, and, and oddly enough, in terms of popularity contest, which the percentages are never great uh, when you compare them to other you know, Western democracies, mm -hmm. but uh, Miskowski is at almost 13%. Ali Ahmeti is at 6.5%. And yeah. Kovacevsky is at 4% foreign yeah. change, which is kind of... Behind Ahmeti. Behind Ahmeti, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so you know, and all good. Of course, I think the largest percentage on here is don't know, won't vote, um, yeah, haven't yeah. made up my mind, you know. So, which is... And, oh, and I should say that uh, the fourth most popular party right now is Levitsa. So... Yeah. Um, which is being a conservative is problematic in my point, from my standpoint. Um, but and it's uh, meant to drain votes from Vemera, like we discussed yeah, when talking yeah. about Palovsky. Yeah. So, but even with these numbers, I don't know if Vemera can get to the magical number of sixty-one. I doubt it. So, Vlado Yurchev had an estimate that this means sixty for Vemera and oh. uh, a thirty or twenty-nine for SDSM, but that's before we count. Uh, is DSM possibly running, likely running with Dewey on the same list, which will put off some ethnic Macedonians and some ethnic Albanians mm -hmm. when they see the list, but still it would add some of the Dewey votes 
uh, or, or some of the SDSM votes to the Dewey tally, because Dewey is now obviously the bigger, stronger party of the two. Uh, and then, you know, it's the margin of fraud, then mm. it's whether, especially in the Albanian districts. Uh, last time we had power, curiously, uh, run out uh, in the State Electoral Commission as they were counting the votes. Uh, last time we had also the US Embassy insisting we vote during peak COVID. So something else might happen this uh, next year to influence turnout or... Maybe some kind of, I was, I was joking that there might be some major announcement like the name recognition. This time it could be like maybe the U.S. announcing it's removing visas for Macedonians, maybe in the future. Something that would shock the public before the elections, like a palpable, deliverable, that would make them vote as DSM. Or something with regard to the EU. Um... So then uh, maybe the alliance of Albanians prior to join ASDSM is doing the same list. So this might really even out the odds between Vemera and ASDSM. And then Vemera wins, but not by enough that it's a, a drubbing of ASDSM. And then we get to the hard part of forming a coalition with the Albanian mm -hmm. parties, which may demand like... Uh, Everything. Yeah, the Albanian opposition parties, they're saying like we want changing of the anthem, of the flag of the country. We will insist that Vemera signs on to this deal with uh, Bulgaria, accepts the Bulgarian demands because we want to join the EU before we agree to form a coalition with them. 2016, we remember how the CIA director Brennan came to Albania and then days later, the Albanian prime minister Edirama came up with the Tirana platform, mm -hmm. which Vemera rejected, but the SDSM accepted, and they formed the government, so it's very possible we have some, some of that kind of interference. And maybe we have to wait for the uh, US elections before we know who will be allowed to form a government. <coughs> maybe we have a technical government first, and then uh, wait for the outcome of the November elections. Well, be before we get to that, what was the quote of James O'Brien? He's the Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was there uh, during the, the OSCE uh, confab. Yeah. Blinken was here, but only briefly. They both, uh, Lavrov was here. They missed, I mean, everybody flew out of the country, like uh, Blinken and, uh, uh, I don't know, David Cameron. They all left the country before Lavrov came. And then, but uh, Jim O'Brien, the new assistant secretary for Europe and Eurasia, who is a Balkan hand, he remained, he met Mitskovsky, and allegedly before he met Mitskovsky, he had this interview with one of the embassies, US embassies, beloved uh, outlets, uh, 360 degrees, <laughs> in which they asked him, okay, well, Vemera says, uh, we'll, uh, we have a plan for Bulgaria, but we can't give you that, which Mitskovsky, Okay, actually, he actually says this. We can't tell you the plan before we are elected uh, in power. Then we will explain the plan or we'll implement the plan or something. And O'Brien had this horrifically tough comment uh, saying, uh, well, if a person tells you this, I would not buy a used car from that person. Hmm. You know, so it's, practically vote as this. Yeah, I mean, I actually know the personally the largest... Um, 
uh, car salesman in southern Arizona who also sells oh. used cars, and he oh. is a he's a honest, good man of yeah <laughs> quite some upstanding, and I would put him up against any single yeah. American employee of the United States Department of State yeah. any day of the week. Now, James O'Brien, I think it's worth pointing out, became the assistant. Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs on just October 5, so just a little over two months ago. Mm. Previously, previously, Jim O'Brien was founder and vice chair of what? The Albright Stonebridge Group. Ah, there it is. You see, it's this international, not international, it's this U.S. Um, cycle, circle, what's the word I'm looking yeah. for? It's this Continual. You shouldn't use cabal now. Yeah, but, it's it's uh, going into the private sector, in the yeah. in this case the Albright Stonebridge Group going into the pri or being at, yeah going from the State Department and then for, going into the private sector and working in countries where you have expertise yeah. and worked for a long time and then going back out into the State Department and then going back into the private sector. It's a revol yeah. revolving door. That's the word I was looking for. I'm losing my, and, uh, my ability Philip to Philip Ricker currently works for them. Philip Ricker currently works for them, right. So it's yeah. a revolving door of... You know, the, the best example is uh, John Kirby uh, in the, mm. in the, in the uh, Biden administration oh. right now who goes in and out, except for him it was... It's, it's military, State Department, uh, CNN, back to the State Department, yeah, or White either House. The, mili the military complex yeah. or the Albanian mafia, which is the old it's, it's all the same. I mean, group. Just, let me just say this as clear as I can for our listeners and for the Macedonian public in general. There's two systems of, of justice and, and rules and values in this country, mm. my country, the United States of America. And then we run around preaching, no, you can't, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't. We shouldn't do it either. But yeah. we, we practice it and then we preach against it and it just, it's... That's why nobody, talking about the, uh, the blacklist earlier, it said eroding trust in institutions. Mm. Well, we have the same problem here. People don't trust the institutions because you've got people mm. like the, the entire United States Department of State, including Jim O'Brien and others, that yeah. erode the confidence of Americans and others in these institutions. And uh, Yuval okay. Levin, uh, one of the authors I, I love and follow, uh, born in Israel mm. but an American by choice, um, has a wonderful book about institutions and, and the, yeah. how trust is eroding, and that's bad for any society. So, um, and not for a Jewish, but for some people, like Gruevsky, it's a badge of honor to be on the blacklist of this U.S. administration. Yeah. Well, okay, now let's, let's then pivot to 2024. 2023 is over. <laughs> um, but you were mentioning there, as we were talking about elections, that perhaps we'll have to wait until the American elections of 2024, uh, which, of course... As a reminder for listeners, is in November. We have the presidential elections uh, shaping up to be a rerun of, of, mm. um, of 2020, of um, uh, the comatose, nearly comatose, nearly yeah. dead uh, Joe Biden and the um, corrupt, narcissistic uh, Donald Trump, uh, plus Congress, 435 seats, plus one-third of the United States Senate, plus a large number of governorships, state houses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but the main event, of course, the, the focus is on the, uh, the, the, uh, the president and, and the Congress and the, and the mm. Senate, um, or I should say the House and the Senate. Um, so I don't know if we can wait that long, you know, November, mm -hmm. if, if elections are in Macedonia in, in May. Um, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, preview of 2024 in general. Um, let's see. We have two 
kind of regional wars that could become global wars mm. going on, Ukraine, Russia, um, Israel, Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, mm. the Houthis. We've got um, China and Taiwan. Uh, we've got, um, the, the, well, what I would say is the very, like, very good likelihood of a constitutional crisis in the United States with our elections mm. uh, because of the, the um, various court cases that Trump faces and the very, the not insignificant chance of Joe Biden dropping dead. Um, I, I wish him good health because the alternative is Kamala Harris. <laughs> um, so, the, the, and, and all kinds of, that's fraught with all kinds of possibilities. Uh, you've got the continuing, um, uh, you know, this is one that flies under the radar, I think, is continuing increase in, in debt, especially amongst your, you know, the West, Western countries. Uh, incredible amounts of, of debt. Um, yeah, just print the money, don't you? Just print the money, uh, no. No society has ever printed or minted its way to success. That's just an iron <laughs> fact of life. Um, so all kind of, I'm, missing a, I'm missing a couple of things that could happen in 2024 that would really make it a really bad year or a very good year for the sweet meteor of death to come and take us all away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the optimistic <laughs> scenario. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's shaping up to be a, um, yeah, a, a, a real um, shit show. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know, I just want the the Ukraine thing over one way or another. That's really mm -hmm. been on, going on my nerves, uh, and uh, because I like both sides there, and uh, as people, and I can't really stand to continue to watch this mm -hmm. go on. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I think the bigger the bigger issue is Israel right now because that's the as I mentioned that's the focus of all history um, and it's the only democracy in the Middle East it's it's you know and and the, the most of the Arab countries are privately rooting for Israel believe it or not this is a fact um, yeah it's a civil war between the Shia and the Sunni and yeah. Israel is just playing here to survive or. Okay, it's playing to aggravate the situation, but uh, well, I think they're playing to, past, they're playing to survive. They, you know, it's for for Israel, it's an extra. Yeah, I can world, understand so. the reason. Yeah, they're doing that, and uh, I mean, for me, it's happy. I'm not happy. I just uh, uh, it's just glad it's no longer you know Slavic people who really do not need to be transformed or um, changed or. What, what was the words we, we would use during the neocon era, the Iraq war, like democratized or brought freedom to that. We are not no longer in the spotlight, but it's actually like the um, Israel-Sunni-Shia war and then the possibility of U.S. going to war against Islam again, which does, does need some uh, uh, transforming, obviously, in, in human rights, in basic decency, uh, where they're failing at. Whether the U.S. is a tool to do this, to try to do this again after the dismal disaster of uh, the Bush wars, I don't know. I don't think so. That time we could count that maybe the U.S. would succeed in transforming the Arab world like it did Korea or Germany, uh, Japan, Germany. Uh, I don't think there is any chance of, of the U.S. committing, carrying out, and even if they did, like what, they're going to pull them into 
they're going to send uh, LGBT consultants in the Middle <laughs> East. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think the U.S. has the transformational capacity for actual democracy, actual human rights, actual free markets anymore without all this crazy stuff that comes uh, with it. Uh, as for the elections, I don't know, I guess, I mean, we have to know that... Uh, I mean, you said Trump is corrupt, uh, maybe. I mean, they keep posting this data point that he actually lost money while being president, while everybody else, <laughs> the, non, what's, yeah. the non-corrupt ones, <laughs> they, they're 10 times richer than they than they uh, than starting off. And uh, the way he's being handled, charged, I mean, it looks like... If, if, imagine if Russia was doing it. It's, oh, yeah. No, no, um, it's, it's, it's totally... It's, it's certainly perceived by many in the public of every time the, the left, the progressives, the Democrats, etc., you know, throw another charge at him or, or something like that, his numbers go up. Um, yeah. So, uh, but that, I think, again, that just points to, you know, the whole, the, the, the way they've treated Hunter and Joe Biden in his business yeah. things with the way they've treated Trump, although that's gaining, yeah. the whole thing with Hunter and Joe Biden's business interests is gaining a bit of purchase in, even in the mainstream news. Um, mm. So, but even that only because they want to have Gavin or somebody else. Like that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> honest journalist doing honest work for us. He has great hair, you know. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Well, speaking of great hair, I'm hoping that we'll have uh, something like, uh, after the disappointment of the Trump term, I'm hoping we'll, we can have something like Tucker and maybe uh, Don Jr. on a, on a ticket. Oh. Uh, if Trump is removed. Even though, even though you know, knowing the the deep state people they will probably uh like what was it he was removed from the colorado ballot uh currently yeah moved from the colorado primary ballot right now so yeah. without getting it's a problem but not disastrous you can yeah. win win it all by losing It'll... colorado but probably they, they may have him like removed from michigan pennsylvania like the day before or the day after he is, uh, well, it's, uh, he becomes the nominee of the Republican Party. Like yeah. You cannot change him anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I said a constitutional crisis, because there's this, even, yeah. even though I think the Supreme Court will probably rule on the Colorado case saying, no, he has to be on the ballot, it's up to the people to decide. But then he won't, they, they, won't, they won't have time to run it through the court if they leave it for, for September. They can leave it for yeah, September and then... Yeah, we've got 50, right. 50 states, 50 state secretaries. Uh, we got red states, blue states. Anything can happen. There's the primaries, there's yeah. the general, there's all kinds of things that can happen. Now, yeah, we're, we're headed... We will have a constitutional crisis in 2024 yeah. in this country, which will Maybe have... a civil war. Which will... No, I'm not going to have a civil war. Not yet, at least. Uh, but that'll have mm. reverberations, negative reverberations around the world. So, um, but... Um, uh, you know, all leading up since this is Christmas. Yeah. Christmas oh, season, the birth, of Christ, birth of Christ. So, but so, this is. So I won't mention the possibility of Hillary being the candidate. <laughs> the candidate. Okay. The, no, no, that's in times. That's that's eschatological <laughs> in talking about the Antichrist. So. Um. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. why I won't mention it. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, there's going to be. The, the, Constitutional crisis in the United States. Do you want to have some water? Have some time to yeah regain composure. Yeah, we'll have negative effects uh, for the rest yeah. of the world. So, but you know what? Okay, let's end on a high note. <clears throat> okay, here's the high note. <clears throat> so all of these events we're talking about, by and large, um, there's not much that you can do about them, or I can do about them, or any one person can do about them. So, um, you know, when you get yeah. down to a, a smaller polity like Macedonia with one 
2.8 million people and even fewer voters. There's there's room to to do things on the on the positive in there, and and you know I hope mm. Macedonia prevails in, in its elections. But um, I think the thing to th- now, especially the Christmas as we celebrate here or around the world for December 25 as, as Macedonians and other Orthodox celebrate on January 7 is um, it's it's all about gratitude and the gift. So Christmas is about the gift of the, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, come to save us, uh, brought, <laughs> so yes, brought, brought into the world because of the Jewish people. Jesus was a Jew. He wasn't a Palestinian. Um, and it's about God's gift, and that's why we give gifts at Christmas because we're we are we are doing what God did for us, which was give the gift of His Son, so that we could have salvation, so we could have eternal life, so we don't have to live in in uh, in, in hell for eternity. So um, that's what it's all about. And and at this time, I think the thing to do is to just enjoy as much as possible your family, your friends, the season, the good gifts, all of, all of the. All of the good gifts that we have given by our Creator God. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's on end it on that. High note, yes. yes, on on that. We'll see if we do another one before um, Orthodox Christmas. Maybe, maybe mm. not. Depends on a couple of things. But um, are we going to get this out today? Today is again. Today's the uh, yeah, yeah. Probably. Oh, well, then we'll wish a Merry Christmas to all of our um, uh, Catholic, some Orthodox, and Protestant. <laughs> Even those guys, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, even those guys, and and even um, non-denominational believers who celebrate okay. on the twenty-fifth. The weekends, the weekends, the, <laughs> <Higgins, laughs> the so, solstices. Yeah, all of you guys. All right. Yep. Okay, buddy. Good podcast. Good talking yeah, to you. You too. Take care. Take care.